Well hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host Kira Mack as always and delighted you've been able to tune with us yet again for another daily podcast. Now before we do get into today's top four stories doing the rounds here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video, subscribe and share if you do get a chance. If you like listening to us on a podcast player, just look down below in the description and you'll find a link to where all the available podcast players that the show is hosted on is. And finally, if you get some value out of the show, if you want to support the show, if you ever think I want to buy Kiran a lovely coffee, you can do it down below in the buy me a coffee link. Now, now that that's all said and done, done and dusted, let's jump into those top four stories. Vasanu, no fan of possible minority government. The Deputy Prime Minister, Wasana Krengnem, has denied supporting the formation of a minority government after the May 14th election following heavy criticism from several quarters. He insisted he had neither backed the idea nor signaled to anyone to do so. I am only provided an explanation when reporters ask me about the matter, he said. When reporters asked whether a minority government is possible, I said it is possible. If I said otherwise, I would be lying, but under normal circumstances, this should not happen. In principle, any party that wins a majority of House seats should have the right to form a government. But in the event of a deadlock, a minority government is possible. Moreover, even a prime ministerial candidate who is nominated by a party that fails to win a majority must still secure the most votes of support in Parliament to win, Mr. Vasanu said. I hope the next government will be formed by a party that wins a majority of seats so the business of running the country can proceed smoothly. Politicians and academics say they strongly oppose any attempt to form a minority government after the May 14th election, warning this could spark street demonstrations culminating in another coup. Critics said such a government is not stable and can lose in a vote of no confidence or a vote of key financial bills. The warning came after Ms. Fasano on Wednesday dismissed possibilities of a political vacuum or deadlock arising after the election. However, he expressed concern the formation of a new government may take longer than usual. His remarks came as polls show some of the front-running parties drawing closer in the popularity stakes. While Mr. Vasanu said he believes that any party that wins a majority of seats could form a new government, he said there are some uncertainties which could result in victorious party getting fewer seats and having to work instead to form a coalition government. Now here in Thailand, there seems to be always talk about coups. I've never heard such nonsense in all my life, but it's kind of always behind there. It's always just lurking in the background. In most normal countries, you know, when you have a deadlock, you might actually have another election again. But here in Thailand, it's all they talk about is, well, if we don't sort things out, will there be a coup again? And I really don't believe with the threat of a coup all the time that you truly have a democracy here in the country. It just doesn't really sit too well with me. And I I believe when I talk to a lot of Thai people, they don't particularly find it comforting either that, you know, when they go to vote, that if their vote doesn't lead to, you know, the formation of a government, that maybe the army will take over again. And of course, plunge Thailand back another 10, 15, 20 years, which is not what anybody really wants to see. But today, Sunday which will be broadcast tomorrow, so actually it'll be yesterday, early voting started. And I've heard that there are queues of people, lines in Phuket. So that seems to be a good thing. People look like they're getting out there to vote and to make sure that their vote counts. And of course, in any democracy, that is obviously the first thing you need to do. Now, moving along, 
interesting story, but highlighting again the roads here in Thailand, highlighting insurance, highlighting wearing a helmet. Man 25 fighting for life in Thailand hospital after a horror crash. The sister of a man who has seriously injured in a motorcycle crash says she feels helpless as he fights for his life alone in a Thailand hospital. Liam Kilby, 25, was on holiday with friends in Phuket when he crashed into the front of a clothing shop, cutting his throat on the shards of broken glass on Monday, May 1st. His sister, Molly, 23, said, We don't know what happened. We think he might have swerved to avoid a pothole and he went into a shop front. I first heard about it on Tuesday morning. My dad collapsed when he saw the pictures. My mum just broke down. It was horrible. He had slit his throat open and had a huge chunk of glass in it and he was covered in marks. No one knew how bad it was really. His friend pulled the glass out of his throat thinking it would help and the blood all went down. Suffering massive blood loss, Liam went into cardiac arrest and he was taken into the ambulance and had to be resuscitated by paramedics. He remains in a coma in hospital where he was diagnosed with post-cardiac arrest syndrome and kidney failure due to the damage sustained in the crash. Tragically, the 25-year-old breeder who lives in Heswal must fight for his life alone as his family, dad Peter, mum Mandy and two sisters and three brothers cannot afford to fly out to meet him. Molly said he was on a 24-hour kidney dialysis machine but it's now being brought down to four hours. So that's a big positive. He's been put under a lot because he's been in so much pain and they want him to heal. He hasn't even properly woken up yet. He doesn't even know what's going on. We feel awful because none of us can afford to go over and see him and we're finding out stuff day to day from his friend who lives there. We all feel helpless and traumatized. We can't say 100% if he'll be okay. He still can't breathe by himself. He's still on the machine. It's hard to tell because there's a language barrier and his friend can only tell us so much. The family also face further stress due to Liam's mounting medical bills, which have already reached £8,500. Molly has set up a fundraiser to help with the cost as they remain hopeful that Liam will make a full recovery. Molly said we want him to wake up with hardly anything wrong with him, but it's not likely he's going to ever be completely okay. He might have to teach himself to talk again, walk again, but we're just hoping that with the bills paid he can rest and focus on getting himself better. So again, very little detail in this. So obviously when I hear of crashes in Thailand and people being you know, seriously injured, first of all, there is a concern for these people and I, I do hope that Liam makes a full recovery and I hope his family understand that people do care about what happens to foreigners here in Thailand. But there is obviously the underlying part of all this and we, we obviously need to discuss this as usual because we need to draw attention to it here in Thailand. Firstly, I think this belief this happened in Phuket. So it is possible that he was trying to dodge a pothole. It is possible something ran out in front of him. But I mean, how many times has he been on a scooter or a motorbike? Does he have a motorbike license? Was he wearing a helmet? And where's his travel insurance? And these are all the things that we discuss on this show so many times. If you do not and have never ridden a motorbike before. And I'm only summarizing that maybe he hasn't, okay? He could have well be experienced. But then again, you'd, you know, if you're riding on a motorbike and you're an experienced driver... I don't think these things will happen to you. It seems, as always, that the lack of experience. But I don't blame Liam in this case. I blame the Thai government. I blame the Phuket authorities. Because they have enacted absolutely zero rules, regulations and laws into renting motorbikes here in this country. It is, as usual, and continues to be a free-for-all. You don't need to have a proper motorbike license when you rent it. Well, maybe you're meant to, but there's no enforcement of it. So the motorbike rental company will just rent you the motorbike, as long as you have an international driving license, even if it's for a car, not a motorbike. 
a car owner. They're not looking for insurance to make sure you're insured correctly. There's none of that. And until the Thai government and the provincial authorities in every province here in the country get off their asses and decide that human life is a lot more valuable than tourist bucks, right? Tourist dollars. Then nothing will ever, ever get done here because they prioritize money over life. And that is the truth. If somebody dies here in Thailand, they talk about how much compensation they'll pay for them after they die to their families. That's to shut the family up and to ensure that there's no more blowback from the incident. This is generally what happens. But the problem is not Leem. The problem is not Leem's family or anybody who comes here to Thailand. The problem is that there's no law and no enforced law. So maybe there's a couple of vague laws that have been created. But with nobody enforcing them and with people being allowed and companies here and motorbike rentals being allowed to do whatever they want and getting away with it all, how can we? How can they continue to think that things will be safe for people? And how can we ever stop things like this happening to the likes of Liam. It would be easy for me to blame Liam. It would be easy for me to stay here and say Liam's fault. He didn't have a motorbike helmet. He doesn't have a license. He has no insurance. But then again, we sometimes have to protect people from themselves. If I decide to rent a car in Europe, right, and I I go into the rental company. For example, last year I went to Portugal. I rented my car at the airport. I had to show my car license. I had to show that I had to get insurance for the car. There was a certain amount covered with the car because they have laws. You just can't take a car out without any insurance. And these are the things that I had to show a minimum of. I had to have a deposit, you know, and there was rules and regulations surrounding the rental of that car. But here it's just a free for all. It's as if people just genuinely, not people, but the government, the people in charge, they just don't care enough to do anything about it. As long as everybody's making a bit of money, that's all that matters to them. The human life factor means nothing. And I think we need to demand more from our own governments around the world to put pressure on the likes of Thailand to start bringing in regulations and to stop the mayhem, the carnage on the roads here in Thailand because it is getting completely out of hand. And again, I want to say I hope Liam does get better. My heart goes out to him and his family. And I'm really sorry this happened to him. But it could have been all stopped if the government had decided that they're going to place proper rules and regulations and proper enforcement into this country. And that's my opinion on, on this. What about you? What do you think about all this? I'd love to know your opinion. As always, guys, down below in that comment section. Now, moving along to something. I had to blink twice when I saw it. So here we go. Departure tax proposed. Thai outbound travellers and foreign permanent residents in Thailand have been asked for their opinion on a government departure tax of 1,000 baht in an attempt to prevent locals from spending excessively abroad, with the Revenue Department announcing online public hearings this week. The department posted the public hearing questionnaire on its website, saying it wants to listen to the public opinion about an emergency decree on a departure levy based on a law passed in 1983 in order to assess its impact. The hearing has been scheduled for May 3rd to 17th. Now, according to the questionnaire, Thai citizens and foreign permanent residents would be required to pay a departure tax of 1,000 baht for air travel and 500 baht for land and sea travel. The information attached to the poll said the tax aimed to generate revenue for the government and prevent ties from excessive overseas spending with a focus on reducing the trade deficit. Sharon Wang Sananat, president of the Thai Travel Agents Association, that's the TTAA, said the questionnaire came as a surprise when it was posted earlier this week, even though the public hearing process meant it was supposed to be shared as widely as possible to assess the impact on local residents and tour operators. The principle and the levy rate make no sense at all. 
as Thailand has never had a problem related to a trade deficit in tourism, with inbound income making up 70% of the total compared with 30% for outbound expenditure. In addition, 1,000 baht is too expensive amid current economic conditions, said Mr. Sharon. He said the levy collection should not happen and it's unrealistic. If the government wanted to propose such a tax, it should carefully assess the consequences because it could have a major effect on tourism, exceeding whatever revenue the state estimated it could earn, said Mr. Sharon. We thought this was fake news the first time we saw the poll because it's not the right time to do such a move. If the government really think it needs to collect a departure tax, it should have done so before the pandemic when the tourism industry was on an upward trend. The levy rate should also be more appropriate, he said. Now, the vice president of the TTA said a development plan should be included with any departure tax so that people who pay it are aware of how the government will spend the revenue. He said while some countries apply a departure tax such as Japan, the price is only 1,000 per person or around 250 baht. In addition to being a very expensive tax rate, there is a lack of transparency as the government could not clarify how it will use that money, which would help prevent corruption. Another concern is the 300 baht tourist tax expected to be charged to foreigners in the near future, said Mr. Chatishong. He said if this levy is implemented, the tourism industry could be affected as a number of outbound tourists would refrain from travel, resulting in imbalanced flows of people, causing difficulties for airlines planning flights to Thailand. Again, this is, firstly, this is from the revenue commissioners, the people who are in charge of collecting taxes and, you know, things like that. When I read this too, I thought this was a very strange thing to do, but I'm starting to th wonder now, I'm starting to think, firstly, this has been done during the midst of an election, so what right do they have to even be considering such a thing? The current government now is gone, in essence, and we only have a caretaker government. They're not allowed to make any decisions whatsoever at the moment. Indeed, the government wanted to implement a electricity relief for uh, residents here in the country, and that had to be sent to the East, the Electoral Commission for approval so they just can't do anything they want and and this is another strange thing to me this says a couple of things firstly this sounds to me like the thai government are broke that they have no money that they're looking for ways to generate any form of income at this stage and it is very very sad i think a lot of money has been squandered over the last few years in this country and I think they're doing whatever they can to try to raise money. But they're doing it in the wrong way. Now, they said they want to reduce the deficit. And as the, as the head of the Thai Travel Agent Association said, there is no deficit. So what exactly are you talking about? He even considered this to be fake news because when he saw it first, he thought it had to be fake news. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. Now, I went on and I looked at this questionnaire online and basically it's just yes or no answers. Do you think it's appropriate or inappropriate? I would probably suggest that the majority of answers that people will put down are inappropriate. But here's a solution. If the government and the revenue commissioners in particular have so little amount of money and they want to collect more money, start collecting tax from its actual citizens because there is a very, very large amount of people in Thailand who do not pay any form of tax. Any form. You think about all these street vendors. You think about all these mom and pop shops. You think about all the people who are working in informal employment who are not paying any form of tax. Now, if you were really serious about collecting tax in the country to, you know, make the country better, you would start taxing these businesses. Now, I'm not saying you have to tax them huge amounts of money, but a nominal fee every year if you really want to bring people into this tax net. They find that too difficult to do. So what they do instead is they just to try to target people who may have a little bit of money, who travel abroad, and feel that's the more appropriate way to get money, rather than bringing everybody into the tax net. 
Thailand is a very strange country in terms of that. Now, you just think, and as I said, you think of all these stalls you see around the country. Even ones that are look super busy are small little cafes. I can guarantee you many of these are not paying any tax whatsoever. And if there is a, a need to collect tax, this is where I think they need to start looking first. Bring everybody into the tax net, into the tax loop. You can create a smaller, less tax for these people who are making smaller amounts of money, but start to collect tax from everyone and start to give people them benefits for that tax. I think people would probably start, would be okay with paying tax if they got some form of benefit, social security protection, things like this. But that's just my opinion on it all. And finally, Chinese arrivals could soar this month. Chinese airlines are expected to increase the number of flights to Thailand to 430 per week, starting on June 1, according to the Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand. The CAT director said his office recently met with Chinese airlines to discuss their request for more flights for this summer schedule, and it was initially agreed that the number would rise to 430 a week from the 100 permitted at present. He said international flights are on the rise again, especially from China, but the office can so far only grant 10 to 20% of requests due to the limited capacity at Swanapum Airport. The CAAT office must take ground service handling capacity into consideration, as according to the director, there has been complaints about delays in passenger service times. This is because the airport's ground handling operators, Thai Ground TG and Bangkok Flight Services, can accommodate only 40% of the previous capacity due to shortages of staff and equipment, he said. However, the AOT, that's the Airports of Thailand, which oversees Swanapum Airport, has temporarily hired Airports of Thailand Grand Aviation Services and Pattaya Aviation Co. to provide ground services pending the selection of a third operator. Mr. Sutipong said the flights increase from China marks a positive sign for the aviation industry and the number of Chinese visitors will soon reach pre-COVID levels. According to the Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand, a total of 24 Chinese airlines operate flights between the two countries. Now this can only be seen as a positive step and when I see this kind of increase in flights you can start to see there certainly is going to be a demand for Chinese tourists coming to Thailand and that in turn means that more Thai people will start earning more of a living but they still have this problem where they have a lack of staff for the hospitality and services industry hotels etc and even as you can see here even in the airports so they're going to have to come up with a solution to it all I don't know what that's going to be but I hope the solution will come soon and fast because Although we're in the low season now, we've just entered the green, se green season, the high season is just around the corner again. And if Thailand is serious about hitting the numbers that it strives to do, it needs to improve this whole section. Anyway, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show, folks. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day and stay safe. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.